Real people, real conversations. From the American Shaman of PA Studio, it's the PuffCast. It's a new episode of the PuffCast. Today we're brought to you by QuickSave Coupons. Download the QuickSave Coupons app and start saving money on the places you already go to today. We are joined by Darby, Darby Remick. Uh, Darby's an avid hiker who decided to take half of 2021 and hike the Appalachian Trail. Today we're going to learn all about that, his journey, all that good stuff. And number one, why the heck did he do that? Darby! Hey, hey. What's up, buddy? Not too much, man. So, okay. Um, full disclosure, Darby and I have known each other for like 16 years. Yeah. Um, we've had some fun times together. Uh, but you, like, I was still living near Harrisburg, and you, like, moved away and, like, started showing up less and less. I think you were kind of sick of the friend group. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I moved out to Mount Joy. Uh, it was kind of obviously harder to... Yeah. Come out and partake in all the shenanigans. Now, the question I have before we really get into the whole Appalachian Trail thing, you weren't hiking when I first met you, were you? I mean, I've always hiked. Have you? Here and there. I never knew that about you at all. I never knew like Darby hikes. I do like short day hikes, you know, a couple miles here and there. Did you say short gay hikes? Day that makes a lot day more hikes. sense. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. <laughs> Short day hikes. Um, okay. I never knew that about you. I never knew that that was a th- like a hobby. Well, like I would like hike. Uh, people would always say they'd want to come with me. Yeah. that's and Maybe then, that's the reason why is because obviously not and a hiker. I'd call them to be like, hey, I'm going to go. And then people were just like, oh, there's always an excuse. So I just started going by myself. You know, I didn't really... During, like, a drunk night, I never said I'd go hiking with you, did I? No, but plenty okay. of people have. Okay. All right. That's usually where it started. I never... Um, yeah, nah. It's never been a thing for me. So, all right. So, you got into <clears throat> hiking. That's something you've done for a while. And uh, let's start talking about, you know, you go on these short day hikes. One day. Yeah, day hike meaning, like, you go for the day. You right. Go, it might only be a mile. It could be 10 miles. But. Sure. But you're, it's a, it's a, I mean, you it's hike, called you day hike your... for a reason. Right. <laughs> right. Um, did you ever go on longer ones than that? No, I did not. So, so you, you went zero to 100. Kind of. Yeah. You know, Lucas. Um, yeah. He uh, asked me one time about two, it was like two summers ago. He asked if I wanted to, to backpack sometime. I'm like, okay. So him and his dad used to go. When he was younger on the Appalachian Trail, they, they did a 500-mile section together. Oh, my God. At one time, yeah. So, kind of jumped in. Uh, I fell in love with it right away. And, you know, I went. We did, like, two weekend, two, three weekend trips. Uh, we did a, a three-day or three-night, four-day hike uh, from the Pennsylvania-Maryland border down to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, I started to research you know, really find out what the Appalachian Trail was about. I didn't realize you could do something like that. And, you know, I went from there. All right. So you started with the day hikes and you jumped into a couple of day hikes. And then you're like, I want to go for this Appalachian Trail thing. For people who don't know, which is pretty much everybody. Right. Uh, <laughs> explain what the Appalachian Trail is. So basically it's, uh, it's the longest uh, foot travel only path in the United States, uh, meaning... There's trails that are longer in the United States, but they're allowed. There's parts where you can have horses or bikes and stuff like that. This mm-hmm. is a footpath only. You know, it goes 2,193.1 miles. Starts at Springer Mountain in Georgia. Goes all the way up to Mount Katahdin in Maine. That's crazy. And you did it all. 
Did it all. From start to finish. Start to finish. That's crazy. And how long did it take? Uh, about five and a half months. Five and a half months to go from Georgia to Maine, all on the same trail. All on the same trail. I would have quit at that point one. Like, I'm Damn. out. <laughs> I'm out. So I did a little bit of research, but um, it seems like only about 20,000 people have done this trail from what I've researched. Have completed it, yes. Yeah, from start to finish like you did. Which some people are like, oh, that's 20,000. That's not that big of a deal. But it's 20,000 in the history of this trail. Right. So that's actually not a lot of people, like at all. I did I did uh, do some research that uh, a five-year-old did it once. Uh, yeah, one did it this year, actually. So, I mean, I guess it's not impressive. You're, what, 30-something? 39? So, yeah. Well, yeah. there's a guy out there. His name's Nimble Will. He's... Uh, He's going to be the oldest to do it. He's 82. So he's... That's crazy. Yeah. Nimble Will? His name's... Yeah, that's his trail name. Nimble Will? Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so <laughs> why? That's... I mean, let's just get that out of the, out of the way. I, I've, I was hanging out with you last weekend, and... People ask you all these questions about what it was like, and that's cool. I mean, that's basically what we're going to be doing here. But the number one question that I didn't hear anyone ask is why. Is why? People were asking about your beard. People right. were asking if you saw bears and snakes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They just didn't say why. Why? It's weird. Like I don't know if there's like an actual reason that I know. It's just as I started to do it, I was like, you know, this is something that I want to do. Like I. I don't know if I've ever been so like interested in something before, like doing, I was doing research, like researching gear, starting to buy stuff, like just learning about it in general was just like the, one of the most intriguing things to me, like that I've ever come across. Well, yeah. Well, um, let's talk about your research when you're looking through, I mean, when you were looking through pages and websites and everything else on, on how to do this. Um, what surprised you the most when you were doing your research? You're like, oh man, that's a good idea. Never thought of that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's it's honestly it's pretty simple. It you know you have everything you have is right in your back. You know, obviously the more stuff you bring, the heavier your backpack's going to be. So you kind of learn really fast what you really need to survive. I mean, it's people like in the first few days are sending stuff home because they're like, I've, really? I've never used this yet. You know, they say if you don't use it in the first week, get rid of it. Really? Yeah. Did you have to get rid of anything? I did not, really. I mean, I like with the hikes that I did before leading up to it, they call those like shakedown hikes. So basically, you bring your stuff out, see what you use, what works, what doesn't, mm -hmm. and you just kind of, you know, narrow it down. Right. So did you, um, how much stuff did you have to buy? Because you were already an avid hiker. So how much stuff did you actually have to? All of it. Really? So you started from scratch? Yeah, I mean, to hike, all you have to do is grab clothes you have at home and some shoes. I mean, sure, but just... I, you did do you know some of those were a couple of days long, so you had to bring some supplies. With well, you. yeah, Lucas had some some of his dad's stuff. He let me use like a backpack, a sleeping bag, like the basic stuff. But like I said, after we went like the first time, I I kind of went on Amazon and just bought a couple uh like cheaper items just so I had my own stuff, mm -hmm. and then. As I was getting closer, you know, making my decision to hike, that's when I really started researching the the better gear and, you know, the more expensive stuff. It's lighter. 
Is there anything you wish you had differently with you? Like if you'd ever want to do it again, would you would you take anything different? Um, I don't think so. I was pretty happy with everything. It all lasted. It's still in good shape. I could, you know, go again with some of the same stuff. Would you ever want to do it again? Yeah. Really? Well, there's also uh two other trails in the United States. They're longer. Right. They're just not as physically difficult as the Appalachian Trails. That's the hardest one. Are those ones where you can where you, you don't have to be on foot? You might pass I mean, people and horses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's one out in the West Coast. It's called the Pacific Crest Trail. And then there's one in the middle of the country. It's called the Continental Divide. So we were talking before I uh, started recording here. And one of my questions that I wanted to talk to you about was, like, did you almost back out? It doesn't seem like there's anything that would have made you back out, except you had a medical issue yes. right before this. So um, before we get into that, uh, a lot of people are going to be asking, oh, my God. This guy left for five and a half months. His job must have been so mad at him. But. No, I actually talked to my job uh, in January of 2020. So about 15 months before I was planning to to go. Yeah. I had talked to my boss and his boss and they both had okayed me to take like a six month leave of absence. That's that's nice of them. As long as I had like uh, some of the other employees trained to kind of pick up the slack on some of the stuff that I did and. You know, my boss was awesome. We were very close. So, I mean, he supported me. So, right. Well, you know, that's good. But uh, so then, so that was one roadblock and then another big roadblock hit you. Yeah. So then COVID happened. Um, basically, I was in corporate dining. So everybody stopped going to work. So there was no need for us anymore. So we got, we weren't laid off yet. We were just, we were still getting paid, but I was at home. But end of April, I got, you know, sick. Uh, I found out my appendix needed removed, and that just started a whole chain reaction of medical issues and surgeries. And, you know, it was like two and a half months till I finally was, you know, cleared. But I'd lost, you know, I went from 210 pounds down to about 167. So when were you, when were you first planning on going? What was your, it wasn't now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you hit the, you hit I was, your initial start time and end time. Yeah, I was, I basically made the plan about 15 months before because I wanted to start saving money mm-hmm. because for one, obviously it wasn't going to be working. So when I originally, before COVID happened and stuff, you know, uh, I needed to save all the money I could um, for that six months because obviously it's that to support myself on trail. Right. Also pay for everything off trail, like health insurance, car insurance, car payment. Yeah. Life on. still goes on when you're yeah. on that trail. Yes. Yeah. Come yeah. back from it, cars repoed. <laughs> right, have nothing. You're evicted from your apartment. Yeah, everything's gone. Uh, all right, so luckily you got out of the of your medical situations and you you start on time. Uh, take us through the first couple of days. So the first couple of days were uh, pretty cool. Um, my girlfriend came down and started. She did the first like 40 miles with me, so the first three days. Uh, so that was nice, but she left. Uh, about like day four and that was really tough you know because mm-hmm. all the time we've spent a lot of, t- of our time together for that first whatever 10 months we were dating because i wasn't working she was working from home so i was you know i was with her a lot so right it was just like a you know ripped the band-aid off you know went mm-hmm. from seeing each other every day to not seeing each other at all so okay so the first couple of days the first 40 miles it was you and her and you had someone to talk to the whole time and what happens when you get alone? Is like you do you do well alone or I do. I'm definitely like an introvert. So, I mean, I met people out there that 
were complaining that they didn't have, you know, people with them or they needed people around. That's not me. I mean, I was perfectly fine hiking by myself all day. I have absolutely no pity for those people. I don't care for those people at all. Like, you know what you're doing. You're going on this trail that not a lot of people are on. You can't complain when when you're alone. There's a lot of people at the beginning of, because there's only about a 25% success rate that make it from start to finish in the one year period. So, I mean, there could be 3,000 people kind of starting, but it's all gapped out between two months. People start in March, people start in February, people start in April. I started in April. So, as you're going on this trail, like, I didn't know this, but, like, uh, your girlfriend, for instance, would meet you at certain points on it, right? Yep. And not only that, I know that when when you walked it through Pennsylvania... A few people met you at certain points. I actually stayed at home for about a week straight. Did you really? Yeah. So I didn't like camp. Right. Those days. So whatever. I, still, I, yeah. Still I, counts. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So like I'd hike, she'd pick me up or we'd leave my car where I was going to end and I'd drive home, get a shower, sleep in bed, that's eat nice. real food. Yeah, but so. again, that was, that's in PA. You still right. went through a bunch that of different states. 1100 miles. Hiked already. <laughs> yeah. No, you get a pass. You yeah. get a pass. Uh, one thing I didn't realize either is that there's like, um, what do they call them, hostels? Yep, I have no idea either. You I didn't know? I had no idea. Until you did the research, obviously. Right. So um, as you're walking, you don't have to sleep outside every night. No. No, I mean, you'll stop at a hostel. I've stayed at plenty of hotels. Uh, I mean, you, you need a shower, do laundry, mm-hmm. charge your electronics, uh, buy food, stuff like that. What kind of food did you take with you? So, like, breakfast was always instant coffee with, like, you know, those breakfast essentials? Yeah. I would, every, a lot of people did. They put that in because it's, like, the vitamins and stuff in it with your coffee. I mean, it was a lot of instant oatmeal. You boil water. Sure. In the little packet, eat it. Lunch was nothing special. I mean, tuna packets and a wrap. People did, like, lots of peanut butter wraps. Right. Uh, it's basically all dry stuff. I mean, lots of bars, different varieties of bars and stuff, like Cliff Bars and granola bars, uh, you know, uh, protein bars, anything like that. Well, um, as you're walking, like what is, what was like your hardest day that you can remember doing? Was it like, and why was it hard? Was it hard because you're homesick and miss your girlfriend, miss your friends, miss your family, whatever. Was it bad? Cause it was just a, a crappy day on the trail. Did you twist your ankle? I mean, what was the worst day? Uh, worst day probably, uh, I got to Hot Springs, North Carolina. It was about two days after I got out of the Smoky Mountains, and I developed this like pretty bad pain in my my lower leg, like along my shin. And I found out I got a shin splint, which I had never had before. And I was pretty down. I thought my hike was over. I, my mom was, you know, she was a runner. She was telling me that sounds like you have a stress fracture. You know, you could break your leg basically yeah. if you keep walking on it. And I was, I was pretty down, man. I. I remember calling her. I was, you know, I was pretty upset, tears, and, you know, I didn't think I was going to keep be able to keep going. But, I, I, you know, I, I rested for two days, and I fought through the pain for about two and a half weeks and finally went away. Huh. But you're pretty sure it was a shin splint. Yeah. And I got another one later on <laughs> in the other leg. Really? Oh, my God. Thank God they didn't have it at the same time, though. It was bad. That would have been the worst. So, um, would you ever, uh, like, what... <laughs> I'm not trying to say this. You're eating all this kind of dry, bland food. It's kind of lame. Same stuff every day. First thing you ate when you got back. Do you remember what it was? Oh. 
Or actually, you know what? Because you were able to stop. We anytime you go to a town or whatever. Yeah. That's like the first thing you do is you go you go get food. You, you get real eat, food. You know, you could eat. It's it's crazy how much food I could eat. Like anyone could eat that's been on trail because you just burn calories and you sure. can't replace them fast enough. So. So I'm a little curious about. Uh, I didn't know anything about. You know, obviously the hostels or the towns. I just thought you stayed on the trail the whole time, and 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 that's what you did. But you actually got to like kind of sightsee a little bit. These little towns. All I picture is like you coming out of the woods, and then there's a town, and it's probably incorrect. Well, now there are, there are probably there's at least maybe ten or twelve towns that you literally that the trail goes right through the town. Like so, the way you follow the Appalachian trails, it has their white paint blazes on trees. That's like the marking of the tr- of that trail, and they'll go right through neighborhoods and some small towns and stuff. So you, oh, you okay. literally are, go through the town. Oh, so you're like walking on the side of the road, right on the sidewalk. I mean, it's not. It might not be far. It might only be a mile. Right. But in that mile, there'll be you know, there's restaurants. They take advantage oh. of the hikers. They know they come through, so there'll right. be like uh, outfitters and like stuff like that, so you can get gear fixed, new shoes, food. Interesting. I just always thought the entire trail from start to finish, you're in the woods you or something. Think, yeah. But no, you're just walking. You're walking in front of somebody's house. <laughs> yeah, it goes right through uh, Duncannon. Oh, okay. Right through Duncannon, the main street. Really? Yep. Huh. Just walking right through Perry County. Yep. <laughs> That's very interesting. I, I didn't know anything about that, but obviously I probably would. I, I'm not a hiker. So. Right. I didn't either. And At any point, were you thinking about like quitting? No. Except I was the very splint thing was was the closest you came because you thought you right. Were gonna... I, th- I thought medically yeah. I was gonna have to stop. I mean that's like the number one reason that people quit or stop is usually a medical reason, you know, like an injury mm-hmm. or you know. So I thought I thought it might have been over, but other than that, no. No, I mean I was I was poised to finish. All right, so I talked about the worst day shin splints. Let's talk about your best day. You know, what do you think? The day that was like, this is going great. I'm loving what I'm doing. Probably toward the end, um, when I got closer to Mount Katahdin, and you could start to see it. It was just Maine. I'd never been to Maine before, and mm. it was just like beautiful. I mean, you get up on some of these high mountains or exposed ridge lines, and you could just see for miles and miles. There's no streets, no towns. You don't see anything like resembling civilized life. Basically, it just looks wild. There's lakes and ponds as far as you can see it's just amazing the uh the the picture i used to promote this uh where you're sitting down on a ledge like where where was that that's in virginia it's called uh, mcafee's knob it's basically it's the most photographed spot on the appalachian trail i could see why yeah i mean that's that was on everyone's list of you know places to, who took to the go. picture just some random guy that was up there man there was it's probably like 20 tr- people up there. It's a lot of trust. He was like, you want me to take your picture? I was like, yeah. And he runs away with your phone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, let, okay, so let's talk about the people you meet. Because you're not alone on this trail. You're walking by people. You're walking. Do people go down to? Some people do go south. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're, you know, you're hitting people coming the other way. Um. You meet a lot of good people. Do you think you do you think you met lifelong friends? You're getting, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm actually uh, going down to North Carolina on Friday to uh, with, to go to one of the guys' houses I was hiking with that I finished with. They're having like a, a like a victory party. They're calling it. Oh, nice. So yeah, Tanya, Maddie, and I are going down. 
uh, Friday, the party's on Saturday, and we're coming back Sunday. So, I mean, there's a couple guys that I had text with still that I'd met back in April and May that I hadn't seen since because we kind of, you know, split up. But we still, we're still in touch with each other. What about, uh, do you mean any jerks? I mean, there's jerks everywhere you go, but... Sure is. I just stay away from them. You know, I don't associate with them. But, so you you, you actually did meet jerks, you think? Yeah. There were some people who just... Okay, so what is a jerk in a hiking situation? Like, is it, are they breaking hiking etiquette? Pretty much. I mean, yeah, they're, you know, they're just rude. They're, I don't know, drink. Maybe they drink too much or something. Like on trail, yeah, it's. But they're, they're not doing the whole trail like you are, probably. They said they were. I mean, this was early on, so I mean, I don't so think... they're getting hammered and walking. Some people were, yeah. They go into town, get hammered, and like hike out all hungover and stuff. And that seems dangerous. Yeah. Again, not a hiking expert. I don't know how it right. goes, but that seems a little dangerous. Yeah, I didn't drink the entire time I was out there for those five and a half months. <clears throat> so, as you're getting close, what's the name of the mountain you climbed the last one? Uh, Katahdin. Katahdin. Yeah. As you're getting close, um, is it kind of like bittersweet? Because obviously this. This trip you've been on is something that you can talk about for the rest of your life. You know, like like I said, only 20,000 people in the history of ever have done this thing. Right. Um, so you're in a very, very elite class. You're like, I'm happy it's over, but at the same time, it's I, over. I could have kept, yeah, I could have kept going. I mean, uh, it was very bittersweet, especially just, uh, I think, like ten, seven to ten days before I finished, you could start to see the mountain that you're going to finish on, and it's like it didn't even seem real. So, really? So seven to ten days—that's looming, yeah, in the foreground. Because you, you obviously we're not hiking straight at it, so you're kind of like do do do. So you'd see right. it, you come like up on a mountain, you could see, and it was get closer and closer every day. And but it was just surreal to to be like, man, I hiked you know over two thousand miles. Like I never thought it was. A, you know, it was a long journey. I mean, it went through. That that the heat of the summer and everything that was probably the hardest mm-hmm. time, but just to get close, it was bittersweet. I mean, uh, so you've done this, you've conquered this. Um, what? I mean, how long before your next one? Do you think? Uh, it's going to be a little while. I mean, we get back to the family thing and have to get a job and start saving money again and see. You know, even if it's even a possibility. To right. do that again because it's again it would be six months again because they're the other two trails are about this they're actually longer but they take about the same amount of time because it's they're not as you know, not as climbing right not no as, you're actually climbing or just steep incline like how does that work it was a lot of steep inclines uh new hampshire and maine were more there was actually like some climbing not like you know alex honald climbing up the side of a mountain but i don't know who that is you ever see that movie or that? What the heck was that? Free Solo? No. Never heard of it. No. No. Is that like check a, it out? That's a it's an adventure climbing hiking he, thing. That's he probably, climbs up this man, mountain without any ropes or anything. If it doesn't have superheroes, I'm not interested. Yeah. Maybe if you wore a cape. Or something no, he does like not. That. Yeah, he should. Um, okay, so uh, these other two trails uh, are where? Uh, one's. On the Pacific, it's called the Pacific Crest Trail. Basically, it goes from the Mexico border to Canada border okay. through wow. like California, uh, Oregon, Washington, and then the Continental Divide starts also down below like Texas, um, and goes all the way up to Canada border. 
I don't know, man. I, six months away from everything. I mean, it wasn't away from everything because you did get to you could, did get to visit civilization, and you were. I loved it. You were updating everyone on Facebook. That was fantastic. Yeah, I tried to do it about once a week. Yeah, it was nice with a, with a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. Where do you, um, besides the ledge in where was it, Virginia? Mm-hmm. You said. Um, besides that, was there another favorite spot that you had? Yeah, the the White Mountains in New Hampshire. Uh, up on Mount, like Mount Washington, and it was Mount Madison up there. I mean, it's like a 15 mile stretch where you're above tree line. It's all rock, you know, it's exposed to the wind and the weather, and just the views up there were just, you know, surreal. It's some, you could take a picture, but it doesn't do any, any justice. I mean, just to be up there, it was, you know, it was awesome. Now, you, you did this by yourself. Would you want to do it with someone else? I mean, I could, I think. Um, there was, surprisingly there's a lot of couples like married or you know just boyfriend girlfriend type couples that you know successfully went from the beginning to end i mean you'd have to be with someone that you could be literally be with 24 7 right that's the question like (laughs) you have to really tolerate that person yeah i mean especially like being a couple you're sharing a tent and all that it's not like you'd be like i'm just gonna do my own thing you know i'm out of here right (laughs) taking the tent (laughs) <laughs> take the, screw you! I'm taking the tent. I mean, it was you did do it during the heat of summer. Did night get did nights get that cold? No, there was nights where like you're in your underwear, nothing else, and you're just like nasty. You, I mean, you sweat all day. Sure. Uh, take off your sweaty clothes at the end of the day and you try to hang them, and then you get up in the morning and they're still soaking wet, and you have to put them right back on. Uh, you, for, wait, did you bring changes of clothes? Just hiking clothes and like camp clothes. You call them like. So that's it. How much did you actually map out, right? Like, because you did the research, you said, and you know that it was going to take you X amount of time on average. Yeah. How much did you actually map out? Like, I'm going to do X amount of miles this day, and then you just kind of went with it. Yeah, I mean, you, there's a guy like a guide that most people carry. It was called the AWOL guide, and it, it basically breaks down like by the mile on like it shows you like town. So you know how far kind of you have to go. Like, all right, I have five days of food. I have to get here. So I have to do like 16 miles a day for the next four days or something. To get really? There. So just kind of winged it. I mean, you're so close to civilization. You're closer than you think. Sure. You cross roads a lot. Like, you know, so you can, <laughs> I'm so that's the shot. Most shocking part of all this to me is that you're like right on the edge of civilization. And we live right <clears throat> by it. And I didn't even realize. Yeah. Okay. So I, I had no idea, like, like here's your here's your trail, and then here's, like, sheets, and you're just kind of yeah. walking by. Especially through, like, PA, New Jersey, New York. I mean, you'd, you'd be at camp, and you could hear, like, cars off in the distance. Sometimes you could hear people, like, cutting their grass and stuff. <laughs> so you're not, you don't feel that far away I'm when you're there. Come out of the woods and scare them. <laughs> no, I won't do that. Uh, is there anything you would do differently? I know I asked if there's any different thing you'd take, but... Um, would you stay at a certain part a little bit longer or try to get through another part quicker or would you ever want to do it at a different time of year? Well, that's, you can't really do it at, really do it at a different time of year because, uh, where you end in Mount and usually doesn't open until like June 1st because of weather, because they get snow and ice For up sure. there and then it closes October 15th because okay. of weather. So you basically, you can start in Georgia, like in March, right? And, you know, so a month earlier, but I didn't want to start in the winter because 
that's a whole different, you have to have a different set of gear, like a different tent, sleeping bag, because it's colder, you know, you have to deal with weather and stuff. Sure. Um, <clears throat> if you were to do this, uh, if you were to give someone advice, someone wants to do this, like, what would you tell them? Like, is this, obviously, save your money, make your plan, make your personal life plans, but uh, what other pieces of advice people that might not be thinking about right now? Um, I mean, if, if you want to do it, I would say go for it. Uh, it's it's going to be tough. There's going to be plenty of times where you question why you're doing it. And um, I was told by someone that had done it before to make a little list, write down like some reasons on why you want to do it, uh, how you'll feel when you finish it and stuff. And when you have like crappy days or you're second guessing yourself, you pull it out at the end of the day and you right. read over it. But I mean, there's no reason not to if you have, you know, if you save your money and you have every your personal life you know, organized, uh, I'd say go for it. I mean, if that's something that they would want to do, it's, I mean, it's amazing. All right. So you can't say, you can't say your family, can't say your girlfriend. What did you miss the most while you're doing it? Hmm. I mean, probably just the, the little things like a shower, you know, the air conditioning. That's what my air conditioning would have been the first thing I said. Oh my, I mean, there was, multiple days in the middle of summer where i was in like pennsylvania virginia where it was like 96 and the heat index was like 110 i mean you're just i mean what do you even do on those days do you is this a day where like this is going to be a light day this is a day like i mean I'd, people would try to wake up at like 4 a.m and try to start hiking early and then they take a sense. long break in the afternoon and then they'd hike in the evening but that makes sense i still did the same thing did day. you ever hike at night i did not but do, there's do people do that people do um that's just not something that interests me. I mean, you have your headlamp on, right? But uh, just I have enough, you know, problems like tripping on rocks or roots <laughs> or, you know, God forbid, there's some animals out there. That was never something I did. So how often? I know um, your girlfriend started it with you first forty miles. You yeah, said she finished with me too, and she okay. That's great. She cheated. Well, she jumped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she cheated. She uh, so <clears throat> how does that work? Did did you guys drive down to Georgia yes, to start? Yes, we drove down together, drove the car to where we were going to end, where she was going to end, and then we got a shuttle driver to take us back to where we were starting. So then we basically hiked to the car. Is that what a lot of people do? Yeah, anytime she would come down, that's what we would do. We would drive the car up to where she was going to, whatever, 30 miles, let's say, and then we'd call a shuttle driver to pick us up where the car was, and they would just drive us back to the beginning. A shuttle to- driver? Like is this people some... make a living off off of it, yeah. Really? Yep. Hmm. So when you were when you're doing your planning, did you guys know when you were going to meet each other on the trail? No. Or was it just kind of like it's just kind of like time? Like she's like, all right, next weekend, um, you know, I'm free. I can come down for two days, whatever. We then I'd kind of like look ahead and be like, all right, well, I'll get here. And we, you know, you could look and see where there's parking areas on that that book that I was telling you about. I mean, you, it has all the information in there you would need. It has shuttle drivers in there. I mean. Like numbers of shuttle? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they make a new edition every year, so it's all updated. Stuff like that. That's, that's a lot of the hostels offer offer shuttles. I mean, huh? They offer a lot of. Uh, stuff. I'm learning so much about this. I literally just thought you walked through the woods for five months or no. six months. And... I mean, you know, it was mostly that, but yeah. What about uh, wherever wildlife? Do you see anything that could hurt you? I mean, I saw bobcat, bears, moose. Did you see all them? None of them messed with you? No. They're, they're so usually afraid. Like, as soon as... You, usually, they 
they see you before you see them. Sure. But like I would catch a glimpse and just take off. How big is a bobcat? I don't think I've ever seen one. Like a big dog. I mean, some of them can get bigger, but around, it was in like West Virginia. So it was, it might've been like a hundred pounds. I'd probably just freak out. I don't know what I would do in that situation. And it's okay. I'll never be in it. So it doesn't matter. Not like it anytime soon. Nah. Uh, were you ever like ever scared of that stuff? Cause I don't like snakes. Like I'm a big, like snake. I hate snake guy. So I saw lots of snakes, but I was never, I like that stuff. So I'll like try to, you know, get pictures and stuff. And... <laughs> hey, I'm going to take you home. Coming with me. I saw actually saw my first rattlesnake when Tanya was with me in New Jersey. Really? It's pretty big. It was pretty cool. How but close I mean, was it? Um, maybe ten feet in front of us. Fifteen. Like feet. on the trail. Yeah, and it was already starting to like go off because it. Oh. You know, it felt us walking toward it. So. Right. But it wasn't like upset. It wasn't shaking its tail or hissing at us or just kind of goes about its business. Yeah. No, Keep that's, walking. That's not my life. I like air conditioning. Uh, I like my life to be rattlesnake free. Yes. Um, I'm glad I don't know how big a bobcat is, because in my head it's it's a Humongous. tiger. Yeah, it's no. a tiger. <laughs> it's a ti- it's a New Jersey tiger. Uh, no, I th- I think what you did was awesome. I'm I was so excited when I ran into you um, uh, the other day, and uh, you know one thing that I did notice is that people tend to ask you the same questions over and over and over and over again. What, is there something you're sick of answering? Well, before I left, I everyone would ask me if I was carrying a gun. And I'm oh, like, that's an interesting question. Okay. I mean, I never, all I carried, I carried the smallest Swiss Army knife you can get, like the one with the little tweezers and stuff. <laughs> but I never really used it. I just had it in my pocket all the time. But people would always ask, you know, are you bringing a gun? Like, I'm like, like do you know that 13 people have been murdered on the Appalachian Trail? Yeah. I did. I learned that today when I was doing, <laughs> when I was doing some research. Yeah, thirteen people. Glad you weren't fourteen, buddy. I'm sure there's more people murdered, you know, in Mechanicsburg. So I mean, possible. Yeah, possible. Um, but yeah, you were never you never felt unsafe at all. No, I mean, like I said, there's so many people out there, and it's kind of like a community. So you look out for each other. I mean, you might meet someone for the first time, and something happens, like their, you know, backpack breaks or something, and you offer to carry some of their stuff until they get it fixed or something i mean everybody's so nice oh my god i would just walk by them i'd be like oh man that sucks put your headphones in <laughs> that sucks it sucks to be you i think i think 38 miles down the road there's an outfitter store i'll fix that right up for you yep. good luck to you uh so okay i never thought to ask you if you brought a gun that's actually to me that's not that's a decent question but i'm sure it's well there's also sick of 14 different it. states which all have different gun laws i mean you go through federal land is something going to happen probably not but i mean right i think there's some guy on the trail checking people for guns no but should you use it (laughs) have to use it true uh all right so you get back is there any question that you just keep answering over and over and over again um not really i've been i've been kind of chilling uh at home so i haven't really besides when i saw you guys the other day it was the first time i really like right have seen any of my friends or anything so We'll get ready. They're coming. It's going to be some of the things I asked, like, do you see any animals? What's the weirdest thing you saw? That's the one I got the most. And I'm like, <clears throat> I don't, I, I, I don't know. To me, to me, I don't think there's, I, I would never have asked you that question because again, in my head, you were just walking through the woods. Right. So instead of saying, what's the weirdest thing you saw? I would say, tell me about the animals you saw. Cause I, I assumed walking through the woods, you would just 
see wildlife. But what's the what would the, I don't know what some people expect you to see. I don't know. Bigfoot. Some people ask if uh, if I saw people having sex in the woods. Oh yeah. Like, no, Did you? No. I can just think about it. I mean, we're a bunch of people that haven't showered. We stink. It's some people are something. into that. Well, not me. So, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I am either. I don't want to see that either. You know. Well, when you were in a hostel, did you get your own room? How'd that work? Um, some so the hostels, a lot of them had like a private room, which cost a little more, or they just had like a bunk room, bunk house they call it, and there could be anywhere from like six to eighteen bunks, maybe. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, it can get pretty stinky in there, <laughs> even after you shower and wash your clothes. Well, yeah, because I mean, all your stuff, your shoes. Shoes, sure your not, backpack, yeah, I and mean, you're sweating I'm, on that all day, every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're not washing your shoes. I mean, you go through about four to five pairs of shoes. Really? So? I went through, I think, f- four. So th- so how many did you start with in your backpack? Oh, none. Well, okay, so you just had the ones on your feet. Right, so so people would either replace them when they would hit an outfitter. Right. Uh, they would have them mailed to them. To like a hostel or a post office when they knew like their shoes were starting to get worn down. So, I mean, like I had Tanya bring me, I think most of them, like we had it planned out where I was like, my shoes are getting a little rough. You know, when you come down in two weeks, bring those shoes down, whatever. See, it's something I would never. So, okay. You went through five pairs of shoes, you said? About, yeah. Okay. Did you start and end with the same backpack? Yes. What about any other clothes? Did you start and end with the same no, I switched out. So the original pants or shorts I brought, they were like uh, convertible pants. So basically, they, you can zip them. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. One the, oh, oh, yeah. Those are cool. Soccer dad or whatever yeah. you call But they were – so I started losing weight. So then I had to start like super cinching his belt. And then it started like That's irritating. Crazy. So I switched my pants like twice because they got too big. So you, how much weight did you lose on the trip? I mean, I lost 15 pounds, but I mean, that's – that's a good bet. You well, you weren't like a right. fat guy to begin with, I, so fifteen pounds on your body type is yeah, I yeah, that's a lot. I still hadn't recovered from the surgery. I hadn't got weight back yet either. So oh yeah, so yeah, so you were extra small. Yeah, you gained, how much weight have you gained back? I didn't look yet. I'm sure all the ice cream and cookies I eat every night. <laughs> yes. Now we're talking what yeah. I what I'm into. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and, and telling us all about it. I, I just a little bit of information that I did. It's amazing that you did it. Like in and, and the fact that you are like gung ho about wanting to do do it again is kind of I don't know. It's kind of nuts. Would you ever start from the top and work your way down? Yeah. I mean, I'd do that. I'd. You know, there's like I said, there's other trails out there too. I mean, now do they have to be long now? Like, is is a day hike now boring to you? No, I mean, um, I'm I still enjoy that stuff. I mean, you get to see you get to see more. I guess you'd say you can go, you could go for a week long trip, but hike different areas, different states. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like after you do something like this, everything it, else is like, boring. Eh, what's this? Yeah. Right? Like if you climb, if you climb Mount Everest. And then all of a sudden, someone's like, "Hey, do you want to go like climb the Rocky Mountains?" You're like, "No, no, that's for that, that, that's child's play." Well, I mean, there's tons of long distance hikes that you can do in the United States in the world. They don't have to be as long as that. They could take two weeks, you know. You know, week. or, or like skiing. If you go down like a, a good like like the Rocky Mountains, that's good skiing, right? You go to Aspen, and then you come back here, and there's nothing wrong with. Um, 
what's the ski place around here? Ski Round Top. There's nothing wrong with Ski Round Top. No. It's fine. It's not Aspen. Right. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying is like, do you worry about that? No. You should. I just like being outside <laughs> in the woods, nature, all that stuff. I mean, that sounds awful. That's just it's amazing. This was such a depressing podcast. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you coming on, man, very much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Today's podcast, again, brought to you by Quick Save Coupons. Download the Quick Save Coupons app. Start saving money on the places you already go to. That is the Puffcast number eight in the books.